the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is Pastor Joe Sutton. I'm out at the fair, uh, enjoying watching people. Uh, You know, I I just think of John when... The book of John, when Jesus said, you know, to be in the world, but be not of the world. You could be out here with thousands of people, but <clears throat> not really know anybody. And uh, just looking and looking, looking and looking and looking, kids enjoying it, uh, people going broke. Uh, you know, it's, it's always a fun time. I love people, and I love being in places where people are. Uh, today, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about, um, I've been dealing with a subject in my own personal life and even in, in my church uh, and dealing with the subject of a reconciliation, you know, what does it mean to be a reconciler? Uh, you know, you know, all my life, you know, I was taught, you know, uh, you know, to, to, to take care of those who are weak, you know, to go out there and, and, and to look out for them. And, and I was telling a group of kids, I, I used to love beating up bullies. You know what I mean? That, that was a fun thing for me to beat up bullies. And, uh, and, and people would come to me and tell me their problems that they were getting bullied in school. And, uh, and so, but as I got older, I realized that uh, that's not a good job. <laughs> not a good job. You can catch a case at 15. So uh, I, yeah, I found a different way through Christ, and that's reconciling people back to the Father. You know, we're, we're Christ's ambassadors. Man, and I look out here, and I just see all these people in uh, different hues, you know, <clears throat> different mobilities. I had to, excuse me, I had dialysis today. My voice is a little cranky. And uh, it's just, it's just just wonderful to be out here. Well, first I want to just read a, 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 a verse to you. And uh, it's in John 15. And it's in 1518, if the world hates you, remember that they hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it. But you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world, so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is no greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, Naturally, they will persecute you. And if they listen to me, they will listen to you. <clears throat> man, excuse me. Uh, man. When, I read those, when I read those words and I, I look at it, man. I read those words and I look at the, the, the power of Scripture. Jesus said, if they hated me, they would hate you also. If they listen to me, they'll listen to you. And as a pastor, sometimes when you're communicating, you're always wondering, are people really listening? You know, did they really get it? You know, is things really going through? And, and I just want to report to you that uh, as we wrapped up our summer program and as we uh, closed out, you know, it, it was a joy to always sit 
and listen to the kids repeat back what the summer has meant to them. Uh, talk about their favorite staff person. Uh, you know, talk about how mean Pastor Joe is. You know, but then to the, the, the really understand and grasp the fact that they listened, that they listened, that we were able in eight weeks to teach them something that they can take with them for the rest of their life. You know, when I was young growing up, I always shared a story about a, a, a Catholic church that was in my neighborhood that, uh, that really, really impacted me. And uh, when everybody else was moving out of the neighborhood, you know how the 60s were, uh, you know, when black people started moving in, white people started moving out. Uh, the white Baptist church sold their church to a black Baptist church. White Pentecostal church sold theirs to a black Pentecostal church. And, but the Catholic church stayed. They stayed. And they had a school. And they welcomed us into the school. We had a marching band. We had basketball teams, baseball teams. We had cheerleaders. Uh, they, they tried to do a little bit of everything to help us uh, impact our, our lives and the lives of our families. Most parents didn't come to church, but we kids came to church. It was an opportunity to see our friends and, uh, and you know, to, to play afterwards. But they had a program called Day Camp, and Day Camp went from 9 a.m. to 12. And, man, we would get up every morning and make it to Day Camp. A day camp wasn't held in a building. Day camp was held outside. Day camp was held in a park. And they would set up tables that we would come and register, and we would have counselors who would uh, take us to do different sport activities, arts and crafts, and we'd do field trips once a week. And, and then, you know, we had that lunch, that dreaded. If you've ever been in an urban environment, you know the lunch I'm talking about, that cold bologna sandwich with a hunk of butter. I don't know where they put a hunk of butter. No Miracle Whip, no mayonnaise, no mustard, just a hunk of cold butter in, in a sandwich. And, man, we would sit there and eat our little lunch and drink our chocolate milks. And, and we, we, when it rained, we got sad, you know, about going to that program. And, uh, but in that program, that three hours a day, they really, they really impacted uh, my life to the tune where, hey, take care, you know, to the tune where, when I got older, I felt that my neighborhood needed a day camp. And so that's how we started the 3D leadership program. I wanted it to be more than arts and crafts and babysitting. I wanted it to, to shape and help mold the next generation of leaders. And, uh, and, and, and this is our 14th year, and I'm starting to see that, you know. Because even when I look around, all these people out here, you know, that are uh, having a good time and spending money and eating well and, and going to the events, trying to get as much free stuff as they can. We're right next to Home Depot, and the kids are working on their little crafts and everything like that. You know, even in the midst of all that, you know, the world is crying out for leadership. It takes leadership to pull off this state fair. I mean, to make sure all places are in place, lots are set up, electricity to power everything. You know, uh, see, we got a cell phone charging station over here at KKMS. Uh, you know, and people are coming through, uh, sitting down. I know the sit-down part is very important to me. You know what I mean? That's just important. I, I love that sit-down part. You know, but as we, as we journey, 
the world cries out for leadership. You know, who's going to be the next leaders to run this state fair? You know, you know the, 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 all the planning and coordinating that needs to go on. You know, to, to, to hire payroll, you know, just things like that. And so, so we try to help kids understand not just what to do, but who, what, where, when, why, and how to do it, right? That they understand that they, when they're given a task, the task is not just sweep the floor. The task is we're going to plan how we're going to sweep this floor. You know, our motto is plan first, work second. You know, and, 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 and staff knows that. You know, I asked for the plan. What's the plan? You know, we're going to pull weeds? What's the plan? Okay, we need gloves. We need bags. We need, you know, and, and it's, it's, being, it's teaching them how to go beyond just getting the task done, but to understand why and how and where and when the task needs to be done. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, I, and that's crucial. You would think that most young people would get that, but in our electronic day and age where all you do is cut something on, and then tag it, you know, you don't really understand. You know what I mean? If, if some of you uh, <clears throat> old heads like me would know that when you had a computer, man, it was, it was DOS, right? You had to put CD backslash C, semicolon, you know, half colon, whatever, and just to get in and work a program. Then you had to load all the disks all the time. So getting on the computer wasn't just an on button and a click. You know, it was it was labor. If you messed up, reboot, do again. Uh, if you were like me, taking programming classes, you remember cards, card readers. Oh man! It, when they first came down with the little IBM terminal, it was like ah. Well, it wasn't IBM; it was Wayne. But we got all happy that now we can just sit down and type in instructions and don't have to print cards to do instructions. You know, but it was a labor. So as we make life easier, right? It short changes our young people, it turns them away from producers into being consumers. And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, now we want to go buy a slingshot. We want to go buy a new tire for my bike once it gets a flat. Man, I could do hot patch, cold patch, uh, bootleg patch. Uh, you, know, you know, you had to learn how to do it because you was a producer, right? You didn't go there. You want a slingshot, you were looking for the perfect stick, you know, as a bag of rubber bands to make a slingshot, you were, you know, you were, you had to be a producer. You couldn't be a consumer, you know. And now we're raising, you know, kids to be a consumer. But when you consume, you don't have to think. All you do is swipe. You know, that's all you have to do. And uh, and and to think the process through, to understand how it's done. You know, when I teach my young boys about automobiles and and, and what makes an automobile run, they get frustrated and say. Oh, I just take it to the shop. And I said, no, it's a simple process. Do step one, step two, step three. This is how a car operates. You know how a car operates. Just don't jump in and drive it until it says I need gas. You know what I mean? You don't understand how it operates. So learning the basics, that's what a leader does, because a leader is going to be called upon to answer questions. A leader is going to be called upon to give direction. If you don't know the, 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 the intricacies of whatever you're working on, you won't be able to give direction. You won't be able to, to uh, spot out and do what a leader needs to do. And so, so that, that, that's the point that, that we, we try to do. And I, and I look out here, in, uh, I look out here in, in this, 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 this great Minnesota get-together, and I just see uh, people, and I know there are leaders out there. I know there are followers out there. 
There's hurting people out there. You know, there's a bunch of things going on. But, uh, you know, the, the, the Lord is present, as always, to provide direction and comfort to those who are hurting and need a good mix. Let me share a personal story with you. Uh, besides going to day camp and, uh, and being impacted by those, you know, uh, because that was a very serious thing for me to, to, to see that the nuns and priests did not leave our community, and, but they stayed and always were open to us, you know. Uh, and so I was, I was, I was sitting there uh, talking to one of the guys I used to mentor, and he was, uh, and he was, we were talking about old times, you know, old times riding in the van together, uh, them spending the night at my house, uh, doing different things. And, you know, he just shared uh, a byproduct with me of that he used to enjoy watching me parent my kids and how I treated my wife. And I never, I mean, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't change. But, you know, I realized that then another guy said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, I want to be like you, Coach Joe. And I said, you know, but I didn't really, when I was taking them there, I was just letting them spend a the night in my house because it was convenient for me not to drive around trying to pick up six, seven people in the morning before track meet. I didn't realize that I was given a lesson on how to parent. I was given a lesson on, on how to treat your wife. And, and, but, you know, the scripture says this, go ye therefore and teach all nations. Oh, that breeze felt good. You know, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them the same things that I've taught you. And when we teach, sometimes we don't even know we're teaching. We don't even know we're teaching. We're, we're teaching principles, and we're teaching, teaching guidelines, and, and we, we, we don't know it. I mean, when my children watch me, and, I, and they look, I'm teaching them. I'm teaching them. You know, I was having a conversation with my daughter. She said, oh, my son, he doesn't know what I'm doing. I said, he knows what you're doing. You're teaching him. I said, we're always teaching, good or bad. We're always teaching. So as, as you walk about life, even walking at the state fair, we're teaching people. Kids are watching us. Other adults are watching us. People are learning. And as believers, we should always be in teach mode. We should be teaching people how to eat cheese curds, <laughs> how to drink that lemonade, you know, how to act, how to go, how to treat your family, how to be a blessing and not a curse. You're listening to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton, uh, you know, out here at the State Fair today, and we'll be out here again next week. And, uh, and we're going to take a break. And after the break, I just want to share some uh, helpful hints, you know, of dealing with teenagers.
It's a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Many businesses advertise great deals and slash prices for the state fair, and we think that's great. But we believe year-round savings are even better. With the half-off deals tab at am980themission.com, you'll save 50% off or more on great local products and services. Savings you can then invest in a show at the grandstand and a large bucket of fries to share with your family. The Mission at the Great Minnesota Get-Together. Find us at the corner of Underwood and Murphy. Hands in the air, make a little noise in the stands if you're there. Brag on the guy, man, if you're there, only if you're there. That'll be sweet. And what if when you brag, it wasn't about the clothes with the tags? That'll be sweet. And what if when you brag, it was about him who's the first in the leg? That'll be sweet. Uh. Hey, everybody, welcome back after the break. Uh, once again, I'm Pastor Joe Sutton. This is Isaiah 61. Uh, I was, I was, uh, as I was reading in, in, in the, about David and his son Solomon, and the part always in First, in first Chronicles that, that really thrills me is, is how David taught Solomon. He showed him the plans of the temple. He told him how to handle certain people, what to do with Joab, what to do with Shimei, you know, the business that he had to handle after he, uh, after he left. And, and he spent that time with his son. It, scripture doesn't say he did that with his other sons, but he did that with Solomon. You know what I mean? They, they point out how he taught Solomon. And one of the things he told Solomon was this. He said, he said Solomon, seek wisdom. And, and he prayed that Solomon would seek wisdom. So after David had passed and he had sacrificed a thousand bulls, uh, the Lord appeared to him in a dream. And asked him what he wanted. And David said, wisdom. I mean, Solomon said wisdom. Solomon came into agreement with his father. And he did what his father had taught him. And so yeah, I always ask myself this question. What am I teaching my children? What am I teaching them verbally? What am I teaching them with my actions? And I try to help them see their destiny. I try to help walk them through their destiny. I, I let them understand, son, this is what you're going to need to make it. This is what you're going to have to have here. And, uh, and we get together periodically and have talks, you know, about steps to take, you know, what to pray for, uh, you know, people to talk to, you know, in, in pursuit of their vision, in pursuit of their goal of reaching their dream and acting out their purpose for Christ. You know, not all my children you know, are following the Lord. I got nine and two of them, uh, you know, they want to be runaway child running wild. You know what I mean? But they know. And we still talk. And we still, I still teach them about things. How to handle their money, how to handle their children. You know, it's a teaching thing. And, and, and that's how we have to look at it. it you, you make a transition from a parent of, of, of just loving on them and babying them. And then you got to get into disciplining them and telling them what to do. But then you got to transition to just teaching. And 
you're not in control of whether they choose to follow your teaching or not. Only thing you can do is teach, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm happy that my teenage years with all nine uh, were easy, you know, and they were respectful. And even the ones that chose to walk away did so after they left the house. You know, still pray for them, still meet with them, you know, still bless them, and I still teach them, you know. And so in, in, the midst of, in the midst of our life and the things that we do, you know what I mean, we're given certain levels of responsibility. We're given certain things that we have, and we have to be good stewards of what we have, good stewards of our children, good stewards of our finances, you know. And even with our children, God says they're the head and not the tail. They're the lender and not the borrower. So therefore, we don't teach them to follow. We teach them to lead. And when you raise leaders, you're going to have conflict in your home because they're going to want to lead you. And you just got to tell them every king has his own kingdom. And so, therefore, it's time for you to get your own kingdom. And, uh, and, and then you help them and assist them and be a blessing in their life. You know, I love what I do. love being out here at State Fair, uh, seeing everybody. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping my voice is a temporary thing because I have to preach twice tomorrow at Evergreen Church in Bloomington. I want to give a shout-out to Evergreen, Pastor Kevin, Sergio, uh, Dan, Jeff, uh, Marvel, people I met last night as I, as I delivered the word. They were blessing to me and treating me with the utmost respect and dignity. And we're going to be back at it tomorrow morning, 9.15 and 11.15, out there at uh, Evergreen in Bloomington. topic will be the Ministry of Reconciliation. Uh, preach like you never heard it before. You know, once again, it's a blessing being out here. As, as we come to the end of the close of the program, I want to encourage you with these words. No matter what others say or do, you believe God. No matter what others say or do, you believe God. We can read it in the scriptures, but we have to live it out in real life in order to make an impact in our society. There are people out here who need to know the Lord. Right? There are people out here who need to be reunited with the Lord. There are people like me, man, who just need prayer. You know what I mean? Healing or whatever. You know what I mean? And that's it. So out here we have a prayer tent. And it's open from noon to 2, 4 to 6. You know, uh, praying with people. You got needs. You're out at the fair. You ate too much. You need some deliverance from the spirit of gluttony. You know, let's come on over and, and, and get prayer. <laughs> But uh, that was a flavor. So I'm going to sign out, and I'm going to do my walking, and uh, I'm going to go around the fair and just see what's here. Three? Oh, half? <laughs> I'm so used to the seven-minute countdown. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Lee. Well, that's good. Well, then I, I, let, me, let me share with you uh, one, one more thing that, that's going on. Uh, in North Minneapolis, uh, you know, we have a, a, a group of churches that get together and, and we, we, we try to reach out to young people and we try to help them there. And I just want to just report to you that our summer program this summer, uh, you know, we paid, paid all our bills. Everything came in midnight hour, but it was done. Everything was done. But this fall, we're launching a children's ministry on Saturdays to reach out to kids in the neighborhood and if you want to learn urban ministry, if you want to come in and just be an asset and a blessing 
uh, in the urban community, you should give us a call at uh, 612-588-0582 or come through the website and email us at sotlc.org. That's sotlc.org for Spirit of Lord Church. And, uh, and, and let us know that if you're interested in that because uh, we're, we're going to try to really impact our area with a big thrust uh, with, with the youth and, you know, we're doing different creative things and try to get their attention before winter kicks in and basketball and everything like that. And uh, so we want to make the fall a one more time of harvest to reach out and, and to do some things. So we'll, we welcome you coming if you're in college age or you could be an older adult. I mean, you could be 50 like me, you know what I mean? But you just have a heart, you know, for, for urban ministry. Uh, that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're relaunching, you know, our children and youth ministries. And uh, we're going back out there. Uh, our, our neighborhood is changing. And, uh, and so we got to figure out ways to impact people in, in a different way. And, and, and that's what we're going to do. You know, so as I said before, in the beginning of the broadcast, Jesus said this. Be in the world, but don't be of the world, right? You can be in a situation, but not of it. Remember, you are the leader. You lead. You know what I mean? You set the example. You show others what is holy and acceptable unto God. That's in Romans 12. We show others what is holy and acceptable unto God. Be a good steward of your time, your finances, your children, and your wife. God bless you. This is Joe Sutton from Isaiah 61. Out to stay fair. Sign it off. Isaiah 61 is sponsored by Spirit of the Lord Church. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.